0: Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 20th day of June. A lot of stuff in the news today. Didn't get to everything. Uh, a little bit of "I Told You So" with the Bob Huggins. Now. Uh, somewhat of a legendary – you know, he's a third winningest coach of all time. Uh, he has resigned as West Virginia's coach. Plus, I'm going to talk about, obviously, Bradley Beal. There's something fishy about this thing. Could be a um, – could be me just overthinking the situation. But I'll talk about that. I'll break that trade down. Draymond Green has opted out. I'll tell you the truth about the Warriors – and also an update on Stefan Diggs' Buffalo Bills. I'll uh, talk a little bit about the AFC East and more. Got a few other announcements as we go. But first, we'll take our first and only break, and we'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the Cash App, the word, the Cash Sign and Sports Scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to Sports, that is Sports with an S, another S, Scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then, and also I want to announce that tomorrow, 30 minutes into the program, John Restano will be on from Spitball and Sports. You know, John's a big basketball guy. He lives up there in the Niagara Falls, Buffalo area. Going to ask him about this story that's brewing out up there with Stefan Diggs. There was another update on that. I'll play that a little bit later. But first, let's look at the Washington side of things of this trade uh, between Bradley Bill uh, from going from Washington to the uh, Phoenix Suns. So I did a little research on the Wizards because this seems fishy. This, it seems almost too one sided. And I've got a few theories, and we'll talk about it. You know, this team, the Wizards, have had five general managers in 20 years, one of them being Michael Jordan, a guy who, you know, legendary player. We had no management experience. That was a horrible hire. Uh, Looking back on it, the Wizards have had nine coaches since 2000. That that is practically one every other year, okay? And no wonder why they gave a player like Bradley – Bill, I like Bradley Bill, but I don't like him enough to give him a no-trade clause. They gave him a no-trade clause. um, You know, and I was watching somebody, Corey, on uh, Twitter, and I, I forgot who it, it may have been Jason Whitlock. But he's like LeBron in his prime. Uh, and, and I'll add a few other players. He mentioned guys like LeBron and Steph. I'll add players like LeBron in his prime, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, uh, nowadays Giannis, of course, Joker. Those players should get no trade clauses, not Bradley Bill. You know, so he he gets this no trade clause and he's traded to the Phoenix Suns for Chris Paul, a guy who uh, last week I reported, of course, because it was a guy from TNT, that said, uh, he's going to get released. So they they trade for Chris Paul, who is going to get bought out and uh, he's uh, and move uh, to the Clippers in this difficult three-team trade. Landry Shamit, a career nine points two assist guy, and uh, one other player I never heard of in two second round in a couple second round picks. You know, so it that is a very fishy trade here. Uh, you know, John Wall, that era never really panned out, even when healthy, never really had an excellent team around him. They didn't make it to the playoffs. This is was Washington's side of it. They made the playoffs in 2014 with uh, Bill and John Wall and Martin Gortat Pickles, you remember him. And you know, I just wonder if, if is there something to this bill trade that we don't know? Is, is there is that the best deal that they could get? He got the super max, yeah, yeah, that's right, Corey. So, is it because of the super max? Because is there something with his injury uh, history? You know, Bradley Bill, and I like Bradley Bill, 50% shooter, but you gotta look at it as a valid question. It seems like a robbery from the side of uh, uh, uh of Phoenix. Bill hadn't played over 60 games in five years. Bradley Bill hasn't played over 60 games in five years. He's played 90 games in the last two years, I tell you. Was he being purposely shut down? Or does he have an injury problem? Why wasn't Milwaukee more involved? Why wasn't the Heat more involved? You just wonder about that. Uh, and, 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 like you know, of course, it's, it, it's that super max. But I'll say this. You can get out of a big contract in the NBA. It's hard. It's hard. But Oklahoma City, Sam Presti, he proved that to me. I don't care how old the player is. I don't care how big of a contract it is. When Sam Presti moved Westbrook's contract when it was a Supermax, when they moved Chris Paul's contract when he was way past his prime, I thought to myself, okay, Sam Presti, can get out of anything. Anything. But you, you just wonder, is it just that contract or is it or are there some hidden uh or just or, or some kind of hidden injury problem where everybody else is like, nah man, we're good on Bill. We're good on Bill. Cause it seemed like the heat was pretty quick to say, nah, we're good. So that that is the um, that is my suspicion. that That's where I'm suspicious. Now, say I was just being paranoid. Say it was just a bad team. Say the guy was this was low management. Just say that that was it. And he is a fifty percent guy. Uh, he he's one of the best. Uh, you know, spot up guys out there. Twenty some points a game, not worth a super max. But hey, uh, I just mentioned this team's had nine coaches since 2005 general managers, you know, one of them being Michael Jordan. I mean, that's a great name and all, but hey, MJ didn't have any managerial experience, man. And that's another point. The NBA is too caught up into former players. I mean, I'm going to talk a little bit later about the uh, Draymond Green situation. Mike Dunlivy whose dad coached in the league, who was a former player, been a scout with uh, Golden State for five years, he's now the general manager of the Golden State Warriors. So I, I'm not sure about that. That's that. That's that's part of my beef with with the NBA. But going back, to that being said, also Dre, uh, DeAndre Ayton is rumored to be part of a future trade to help out with. Um, to help out with with, uh, depth issues that this team may have. But I'll say this, you know, I mentioned Frank Vogel and how good he was with Roy Hibbert and the big man. Frank Vogel and how excellent Anthony Davis played from a defensive perspective and, of course, offensive perspective, and it stayed with him. He's playing well right now uh, when he's healthy. Uh, with Frank Vogel when they won in the bubble there a few years ago, but you know you think about the play of Roy Hibbert and, and with, with that with that Pacer team with Hibbert and Paul George Lance Stevenson, uh, they pushed Miami hard. They were a, a more mature Paul George per, from potentially upsetting. That, that Miami Heat team that eventually went on to win the championship a couple years. But, you know, I, I just think that um, you, you look at this team and you look at the depth chart now, you have um, – Bill would be a, a shooting guard. They've already got – this is according to ESPN's depth chart here. So you'll have Booker as a point. Booker did a good job getting to the rim, uh, played really well, even though they did get put out in six games to the dense uh, champion, uh, Denver Nuggets. And then you think about um, Kevin Durant's play with Booker without Chris Paul, who I kind of expected that to happen, and, and, and a DeAndre Ayton who eventually got hurt and eventually ended uh, uh, their run there. But my thing is, Aiden's a better player than people uh, want to give him credit for. And, you know, re- de- redefining the term rim protector. Okay, explaining. I don't want to say redefining. But, uh, you know, watching these playoffs closely. And if when a team's running down there and they're trying to score, and you have the opposition shooting fadeaways – uh, shooting away from the basket on a uh on, on a non fast break type of of play where you're in half court settings in the playoffs, you got an advantage. You you have an advantage. You don't have to be an all world scorer. We've seen that before. Well, you don't have to have an all world score there to affect the game. You know, we saw that with Joker. When he's not passing, just on the defensive side, for him playing the middle of the court, playing the paint, making the opposite. And I've seen this with Shaq. You know, Shaq did not have a jumper. They had a little baby hook, and he had the big slam. But defensively, teams had to play away from Shaq. They had to back away. They had to take a little bit. you You rarely, rarely got any layups right at Shaq dunks right at Shaq. You did sometimes, but it's rare. And you also rarely had um, other than other than a fast break against him. Aiden can be used the same way. I've, every game I've watched him play, he played well. It's not the prettiest player in the world. Uh, rebounds and putbacks. Durant don't want to play inside. Till, Durant will be 35 next year. Okay? Uh, Durant wants to stay out there on the wing. And shoot jumpers. And that's fine. That's fine for Durant. Uh, Durant needs to uh, conserve his energy as much as as possible, especially with his age. You know? So if you put this team together and forget everything I just said, and that's speculation, though, about Bradley building this potential injury problem in a bag of goods for a max player guy who's played – Hasn't played over 60 games. I mean, it's all about championship. They've got a very aggressive owner. He's a young guy. Uh, came across a lot of money. Bought the team. As soon as it went finalized, went out aggressively. Got And that's all fine and dandy. I like Booker. I like a guy like Bill if, if he's healthy. And then you put a Kevin Durant there with an Aiden, who is much more valuable if used right. If He doesn't have to get 18 to 20 points. He'd get eight points, in effect. Eight points and 14 to 16 rebounds and four or five block shots, and he's money to go. You can run some high pick and roll between him and Booker, who's getting to the rim more. And that was my big knock on Booker back in the day was he was taking way too many jumpers. And I know he's a very streaky player, but everything to me would run through Booker. And Aiden. Then you have Durant on one side, and you have a um, you have a Bradley Bill on the other side. You got yourself a hard team to beat, man. This team did push Denver to six games. And then when Aiden went out, they they went out. So Aiden is a much better player. I hope that Phoenix does not move Aiden. There's some rumors that maybe he they move him for a uh, Miles Turner and and, and and get a whole bunch of uh and just totally play small ball. Uh, you know, you need depth at that big man position. You still need rim protection. He doesn't have to be a guy to hit an eighteen foot jump shot. You've got shooters. I disagree with people who say that otherwise. Just by simply watching the game, you know. So, uh, so FanDuel, so FanDuel has updated their odds championship odds for next year all right and i'm trying to find it i've got so many screenshots folks but yeah here's here's bill's numbers here so bill will be played 46 million dollars this year 50 million next year at 31 53 at 32 and then at 33 he'll have a player option for 57 million dollars and you know he's probably going to use that and that's in 26 and 27. So here's the updated odds. Denver's still the favorite, followed by Boston, followed by Milwaukee with their ancient team, uh, with 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 the 35-year-old, 36-year-old Brooke Lopez, as they're big on the inside. Uh, and th- then the Phoenix Suns, that will be fourth. I would put Phoenix, if Bill's healthy, if Bill's healthy and they keep eating, uh, and nobody else ahead of them makes any grand moves, and I don't expect that, Carl, Carl Corey. if nobody else makes any really big adjustments, I could put Phoenix second. I could put Phoenix second above Boston and Milwaukee. Now, that being said, we shall see. We shall see. Is Bradley Bill's injury more Then then beats the guy when you add the max contract. That's something to be thought about that. That is that is that is food for thought. But either way, if it works out, even with the max contract, it's a steal. It's a steal because Washington didn't get anything. Washington is in air quote full. uh, And I noticed Cal Kuzman. He's like, screw this. I'm getting out of here. You know, uh, report Miami didn't even want to pay the luxury packs for Bradley Bill's contract. You know, you just wondering if it's more to it than that. One would think. Okay. Yeah. Breaking the Washington Wizards or phone laws. I'm trying to see if I had a, had a note on, on, yeah. Cal Kuzma has declined player option, become a free agent. Um, yeah, I just wonder what the deal is up there in D.C. How come they can't get a good team? You'd think it'd be a basketball heaven up there in the um, D.C. area, in my opinion. Okay, other big news. Yeah, Chad. So Chad says uh, Miami Heat wants Lillard, and that's what I said. Maybe watch the sports scope. Lillard would be a better fit for the Miami Heat if you ask me. Uh, legal tampering in the NBA where we're going to hear about moves being made. That today's the 20th. You have the draft on tomorrow. Uh, no, Thursday. I want I want today to be Wednesday. You have the draft will be on Thursday. And then you'll have uh, on June the 30th. And I want to say on the 4th they can actually sign. But on June the 30th, Chad. Uh, teams can negotiate uh with with their uh uh we'll be we'll hear legal tampering uh w- with players we're going to hear like who's going where and when and why so that'll be an interesting so we're talking 10 days from now uh can't wait all right now staying in the league here draymond green draymond green got, opted out his another guy who will be 34 next year uh opted out his 27.6 million dollar player option. Uh that would have been really good if he would have just kept that player option. Uh if you if you look at some of the players that are getting paid a lot of money now, uh you know, Green Green's pretty close to a triple double, double average kind of player. I was looking at some of his stats. Uh he is a good player, but he's an agent player. He is an agent player. Uh so he wants this is what was reported last year, and I'm sure he's pretty sure he hasn't changed his mind. He wants a max extension, okay? A max four year extension. I looked that up. That is 120% of what he's making now. So if you, if you, if you do that, do the math on that, he wants about $50 million a year, just, you know, uh, for the, for the, uh, uh um, podcast audience. That's in case one doesn't discharge. Shooting yourself in the head with two guns. Uh, But anyways, and, you know, again, like I was mentioning earlier, Mike Dunleavy, the 42-year-old new general manager is taking over for Bob Meyer. I mean, he's got a pretty easy move to make. Like I have mentioned before with Draymond Green. Uh, Dylan Brooks, Very much like a Draymond Green. Uh, One and two in most technicals. About the same height. Don't lie, mixing it up. Green a little bit better of a passer, but he's going to be 34. Uh, Numbers are pretty mirror image, but you put Dylan Brooks there, build a free agent here in a a week or so, here in the next 10 days. uh, Let Draymond walk. Let him, or, or let him go seek that four-year deal. And there's somebody may pay him. Uh, the way this league is set up, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody didn't pay him that kind of money. But this guy's going to be 34. His minutes, injuries, all that's going to be uh, coming up, you know. He's a smart player, but he's not worth that. Uh, he, he's a guy you're going to have to start watching his minutes. Uh, he is an enforcer. You still need one. Uh, you know, he, he's a really good passer and, uh, he does have some leadership skills, but he's also been a guy who punched out a teammate. He's also been a guy who ran off Kevin Durant, who undermined his coach publicly. Uh, but you know, you heard what Steve Kerr said, Hey, we, we need to run it back with him, but that it's just not the right move. If I'm the general manager of the golden state warriors due to his age. Okay. This team looked like their tongues were hanging down Uh, uh, in the end of that Sacramento series. They're very fortunate to have gotten past the, the Kings there, and they could not win on the road in the regular season. They thought they could mail it in and make it as a six seed. Of course, I correctly predicted that the Lakers would put them out in six. I thought the Kings would Uh, They would beat the Kings in six because Kings didn't have enough uh, experience in the playoffs. Kings actually pushed them to seven games and took the life out of them. So me and uh, you you let, uh, if I'm Bob Myers, which I don't know why Myers, but I guess the stress of it, but if I'm Mike Dunlivy, president of operations, even Steve Kerr, we have a sit down with him, man, we appreciate everything you've done, but this is a business. They've paid him a lot of money already uh, it's time to move on from Draymond Green. He'd be 34 next year. He's not getting any younger. Go out and sign Dylan Brooks. Use that cap space to sign a guy seven years younger. Same thing with Klay Thompson, who also wants a big contract. He's got one year left on his contract, it's 40 plus million dollars. Go out and trade him to every whoever you can and get former Laker Kyle Kuzman, who I just mentioned opted out of his 21-point-a-game uh, cal Another younger player, younger player, bring him on uh, with, with him, Steph. And he's a bigger player. It's another thing. This team's got to get bigger. The whole small ball thing's great when you're energetic and you're running fast and everything's everything. But the truth of the matter is I'd break two of the three up. You may have another year or two left with Curry. Curry can – uh, you can get around his defensive efficiencies if you bring some bulky guys in there. Brooks will play defense. Guzmán will play defense. Bring in two guys like that. Maybe get another low end, uh, big to sub with with Looney, Looney, uh, and, and of course you still got Wiggins there and pull. Uh, you can make that happen. That's a competitive team. If if I'm if I'm Golden State, all right, uh, and then. And then, like I said, Clay and Draymond, they're number four, number five, possibly number six or seven on, on a team, depending on what team they go to, depth chart. They do bring a championship, uh, you know, mentality to a team. Uh, but both of them are past their prime. Uh, you paid them a lot of money already. That, But if you keep this team and, air quote, run it back and add another piece or two there with – with size, this team is—they're done. You're—you're you're not going to be competitive. You're looking in the rearview mirror, and you're not looking in the windshield. In my opinion, and we cannot forget what what Draymond has done. You know, uh, you 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 got to take the good with the bad, but, but you can't totally ignore the bad. He was also a guy who got and uh, he got too many texts in the playoffs, or, or I think it the regular season or whatever that goes over to playoffs either way due to his texts. Remember uh, he was suspended in game five in 2016 and that hurt the um, and that, that hurt the, uh, the Warriors winning that championship uh, where LeBron and, and the Cavaliers end up coming back from that three, one deficit to go ahead and, and win the series. So um, sometimes you gotta be more assertive, man and let these guys know that it's not all about them, uh, that it's about the team. And that goes with my issue with with the NBA as a whole, and that we have nobody to blame but David Stern for this. You're marketing the players, marketing the players so much that there's no respect for players or from non-players. Or former players. You look at all these, and this has been going on for over 40 years in the NBA. Uh it, it, all the coaches and, and, and you got management staff that's just former player, former player, former player. Sometimes it's good to bring in a different perspective. You know, it's good to bring who was it, Strauss, Corey, that Jerry's Jerry Krause or whatever, the general manager. You know he didn't play in the NBA. He's five foot and nothing. I wouldn't say a hundred and nothing about, about 200 something plus maybe 300 something, you know, a little bitty guy, but he got things done. Didn't he? He made the tough emotionalist decisions uh, to to, to help the bulls win, win a dynasty. And it wasn't all just through drafting and getting lucky. A lot of it was trading players. Did did, the Jordan didn't want to be traded moving off coaches Talking the ownership into hiring other coaches, going out and getting a guy that was considered to be a hippie, coaching at Puerto Rico, Phil Jackson, and you know bringing him in there, Tex Winter in there, moving off Doug Collins, putting that triangle offense in there, all that was a from by non-player. You know you got Mike Dunleavy Jr., another former player. His dad was a coach, uh, who, who, who's been a. a uh, a general manager for uh, five minutes and you're asking him to break up a dynasty. Me, I don't, i, I, I take all the emotion out of it and I'd go ahead and just make those moves and make the warriors competitive. If you're still thinking about uh, another championship run, if you're just thinking about selling tickets and air quote, running it back, go ahead and bring, keep the old guys back then, you know, but that's the easy decision. That's the, None. Um, that is a passive decision of a general manager. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, they shouldn't expect these gigantic contracts. The Lakers did. Set the Lakers back for years, Chad, when they uh, gave Kobe Bryant that last big contract. Remember what happened when he done that? Remember? play towards Achilles, you know, and it set them back for years. Now, of course, you do have the luxury tax. You want to pay luxury taxes, pay everybody. I read something the other day. It could be in the, like $500 million with that uh, luxury tax. Okay. You know, I always keep forgetting to do the good scope, bad scope thing. But um, another where this was a good scope, you know, where I was right about a situation over the weekend, Bob Huggins uh, now former West Virginia coach, has resigned. Uh, got a DUI charged with the DUI Friday night in Pittsburgh, folks. Uh, Pittsburgh police reportedly found him with a shredded tire and addressed him about moving or asked him to move the car off the road. So I don't know if he hits something or what. There's There could be more out of the Bob Huggins situation. Huggins, uh, registered twice the legal, legal limit in, in, in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, charged with the DUI, and has now resigned. Uh, remember when I had my notes on Bob Huggins? back? This was back in early May from him using the offensive gay remarks back in uh, uh, May the 5th. Listen, off of this interview, just last month, this uh, radio interview just last month, listen up. This is from my show back on May 5th, if I can get it to come up. Here we go. On the air, I'm sitting here with Steve Muller in the segment. Steve <laughs> Why would, what would make you think I wanted to talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> Joking, hey, now we're telling hugging stories, but we had a cut at which you kind of – Took a little shot at me as not being a trustworthy person. Would you want to revise and extend those remarks? Absolutely not. Hey <laughs> Hunts, I told him I thought it was misunderstood. Take it out of context. It was out of context. A long <laughs> bit. Uh, I don't know. I just it must have been it must have been my thoughts at the time. <laughs> now, Steve also tells me that you have the best portal transfers. Have
0: you you posted any Xavier guys
1: to come? Transfer portals and say, that was out of sarcasm because they know he hates this thing. This is something new to college football or basketball. Oh, college football and basketball. 69 year old coach, third all time winning this coach. I didn't know that. Hasn't won a, had never won a ring though. Never won a ring. Um, But listen to what he says about Xavier. Any Xavier guys to
0: come to play for West Virginia? Catholics don't do that. <laughs> no, we're, we're above the fracas, aren't we? No yeah, yeah, you... ab- oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you. I tell you what. Any any school that can throw rubber penises on the floor and then say they didn't do it. My God, they can get away with anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, rubber penis? Was this Actually, like? I think that trans- was it's a cross town shootout. Wasn't that it? Was transgender night? Wasn't it? What? Was that it? was a, a cross town shootout. Yeah. No. What it was was all those fakes. Those, those Catholic fakes. I think. <laughs>
1: All right. F word Catholic F word that rhymes with maggot, describing gay people. And, and I explained this back when I did. I talked about this show, this story back on May fifth. That I was. This is not even cancel culture. When I was living in New York City, trying to get making as an actor and stuff, out of uh, two years out of high school, I told you I, I mentioned that word in front of a casting director. I. Uh, and he says, "Don't use that word. Don't use the f word that rhymes with maggot." He said, "Use the term gay." Okay, so that was considered a slur back in 2002. It's 2023, 20, 22, 21 years ago. That was considered that. So he knew what he was doing. You know, he's in the midst of a four-year deal. Uh, he's from Morgantown, West Virginia. He 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 just did not want to resign. He would prefer them fire him, so he can, you know, fight him over that remaining. Uh, I don't want to say is it uh, amount of money left on his contract. I want to say he is uh, in contract up to about um, twenty twenty seven, something like that. It's, it's a really good contract, you know. And you look at their early exits if they're even making the the NCAA tournament. And I mentioned this. This is one of them, one of those I told you so deals. Uh back in um, like I said, look at all the, the coaches who have left, guys like Jay Wright. Uh you you look at uh Chisesky at Duke, all right, Behind at Syracuse. That's too much of a coincidence. They're tired of dealing with this transfer portal stuff. Wright was still 60 years old. He was right in his prime in basketball years. he just coming off multiple championships within a what, three-year uh, period or something like that. He was starting to get Roy Williams, throw Roy Williams in there. Huggins is looking at this transfer portal. Uh, he, he's looking at this NIL crap, and he's thinking, man, if I could just get him to fire me. I can just get him to fire me, and he may be going through some personal stuff. I did read that he did have a uh, um, a DUI. He did have another DUI back in two thousand and four. Okay, and even after now, after all that stuff happened uh, back in May, an update from that was they reworked his contract and reduce his annual salary to a million dollars from four point five million. And he was required to do sensitivity training, in air quotes. And he didn't like that. He, I'm sure he didn't like that. And, he, and on top of that, he, he was suspended uh, the first three games of this upcoming season. This is after the, uh, the gay slurs on, on the station there. He knew what he was doing, you know. And now, of course, he's got this DUI. He's like, you know what? I'm done with it anyways. I want to lay low key. I'm done with the public eye. I'm done with this is that. Then that's just me. I mean, maybe he comes back and get him a radio show. But this is what I'm reading from outside. Uh, You know, done with the public eye, done with the NIL, done with the transfer portal. You know, I don't want to let the locals down. But if they fire me, they can look at it. But no, not me. I see the way he's seeing it, you know. But I'm sure a guy 69 years old. I think he started first coaching in 1984 there. So uh it, it's kind of an oddball situation. Now, tomorrow, again, John Rostano will be on the program. And I'm gonna ask him about what I'm about to bring up here uh here in just a second. Stefan Dix, Boston Globe over the weekend, since the last time I talked to you. Boston, uh reported that Diggs has had issues with the play calling. Uh, said his quote had frustration is with his role in the offense and his voice and, and his voice and play calling per league source close to the Bills locker room. I'm taking this from the, uh, again, from the uh, Boston Globe story here. Uh, Visibly agitated at Allen during that 27-10 playoff loss to the Bengals stormed out of the locker room almost immediately after the game, didn't attend any volunteer workouts this season. And, of course, the mandatory one after he, everybody thought everything was good, he blew that one off too. I've talked about his issues with, uh, obviously, Minnesota. Minnesota back in uh, – back. the reason why he even went to the Bills, you know, he was playing about getting the ball there when they, they were winning – Against the Saints in a playoff game, and the game was over. With he's still complaining about not getting the ball, so it's more about him not getting the ball than it was about him uh, actually. More about him uh, uh, winning and losing. This is in Rappaport today on Josh Allen on this Stefan Diggs situation about
0: an hour ago. That mandatory minicamp mandate There was still persisting speculation on Stephon Diggs with the Buffalo Bills. What was wrong? What caused him to miss the first day of camp? And How's it going to be fixed? And just to be completely honest, a lot of that speculation about the role of Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, about DeAndre Hopkins and whether or not Diggs adjusted his contract for that, a lot of that's wrong. Actually, I'd say most of that is wrong. Let's focus instead on the words of Josh Allen, the star quarterback for the Bills, who took to the podium and was effusive in praise about Diggs. First of all, Allen said himself, there are things that he can do better. Of course, to get Diggs, one of the best receivers in the NFL, the ball certainly would not hurt. He talked about the way communication should be better. And he said simply, this thing does not work without Diggs. No doubt a renewed emphasis on making sure he is a key part of one of the best offenses in the NFL, paramount as they go forward to the 2023 season. And as far as Diggs goes, the most important thing for him, making sure the Bills as a team are in the best best position they possibly can be to win. No doubt, if Diggs is prolific in this offense, that helps absolutely everyone. I also have no doubt this will be something that will be behind us by the time we get ready.
1: Okay. You can see that Allen's trying to play politician here. He's trying to play the PR role. Um, and, and I noticed that, that uh, Devontae Adams – I noticed that Devontae Adams, um, Devontae Adams put out something today. Whatever team I'm going to, I'll make that team better. Hold on. Let me make sure. Let me tell him. Uh, John Rashado, I'm sorry. I'll be looking forward to it. I'll send it tomorrow. Yeah, I think he thought I meant today. Uh, but anyways I, I, John is is from that that area uh, Nat, uh Viagra Falls area uh Buffalo area so I' gonna bring I'm gonna ask him about this tomorrow but my thing is Josh Allen trying to play the PR role uh trying to everybody's trying to cover up for digs and there's also more to this listen McDermott Wanted to call defensive play. Head coach Sean McDermott wanted to call defensive plays. And I and I failed to mention this last week that Leslie Frazier, very good, very good five-year defensive coordinator, stepped down at the end of last season. He's going to step away for a season. He doesn't want to work under McDermott no more. Uh Brian DeBall. Uh remember, he's now the head coach of the New York Giants. And things have been deteriorating ever since. They couldn't get that running game going. Again, I think McDermott is is on the hot seat coming into next season. And I also think that they cannot run the football. And they're going to have problems there. They have not done anything. And 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 I'll say this, and I've already talked about this, and I had them at 12 and 5 winning this division. The last time that I've done um a breakdown of the AFC East. I'm going to have to change my mind on that. I'm not going to do game by game right now, but I'll say this. Um, I'll have to give Miami the edge there. I do. I think that if if, I put it this way, if Diggs is on this roster and if McDermott don't aggressively, aggressively uh, address this, that this team is not going to win this division. They're going to struggle to make. They're going to struggle to make a wild card. I really do think that. Even though I like Kincaid, like Gabriel Davis, like Diggs as a as a, a player uh, as far as production, but Diggs is going to be Diggs. When things don't go perfectly the way he wants it, he wants out. He wants to cause disruption. I still stand by what I said last week, and now even more. I don't know if – and I think the reason why they didn't fire him up in – McDermott up in Buffalo is because of the Mar-Hamlin situation, the snow-out games. They felt like – and John's brought this up – that the team was simply emotionally exhausted the time they played Cincinnati. Uh, Totally just – and they liked the way he handled – canceled the game, uh, handled – the, the, the Hamlin situation with the heart attack on the field and everything. But this year, you, you, you've you got to, you, uh, you know, take all the, the honeymoon period out and all the motion side. Hey, listen, we got an all-world quarterback here, you know. We have a much better average defense. At one time, this team had the best defense and the best offense in the NFL. Just lacked a little bit of running game. The first four or five games of the season, they looked like world beaters, you know. The uh, first two games, particularly, dogging out the, the Rams, dogging out Tennessee. And then the injuries started to pile up, but they got away from fundamentals like running the ball, uh, being too Josh Allen-dependent, uh, uh, being too predictable. They kind of looked like Mike Tyson when he lost his good trainers. They started dealing with Don King and his guys. Then sloppy, always going for knockout punches. That stuff you start to see and add up here. Um, so, uh, right now, reading from this, this team is—they're—they're they're not that big-time powerhouse. I—I I think I think Cincinnati's better. Cleveland may be better. Okay, Miami may be better. As matter of fact, I'm gonna have to say Miami's probably better today. Miami's a better team. They open up against the Jets. The Jets may be better if. Aaron Rodgers don't have another calf injury. The Jets beat them last year, remember that in one of the games. So um, I'm reading the tea leaves. Dermot's a little bit of a control freak, but when it comes to making swift decisions, uh he, he's a little lax with, with 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 the offensive problems. One of them being Stefan Diggs. If this is what we're seeing of Diggs now, what do you think's going on behind the scenes? With Stefan Diggs. I say trade that dude to Buffalo or trade him to Dallas so he can play with his brother. Try to get C D lamb, send him a pig, do anything you can just to get Diggs' contract and get him out of the building. Forget about what Allen says. He's just playing PR. You know, Allen get the ball to anybody and run a good route, you know. So that is my thing here. Uh again. Folks, I didn't have a show yesterday. All right. And part of this uh, sacrifice, part of this sacrifice was was to take take a big pay cut from, from my day job. And what I did last year over several months before I started going five days a week on sports scope, starting after uh, Labor Day, the, the Tuesday after Labor Day is the first day I started doing five days a week. Uh, this show originally started in 2007, May of 17. So six years, doing it one day a week. Did it on Sundays. Sometimes I would do it on Tuesdays. But you all that's been with me for a while, you know I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it like that. And I wanted to take that next step. And But I had to cut off a lot of my uh, hours on my day job, which I feel a lot better because of. But But I took a major pay cut took a major pay cut. That savings has worn down that that is. So I'm going to probably miss some Mondays because I'm going to have to pick up some Saturdays, particularly during the summer. Not as much working once fall starts back again, but you're going to see some replays on Monday. It's this is part of the this is part of the sacrifice. You're seeing a guy build a show from the ground up. I mean, I I do not have. I wasn't an ex-player. I wasn't born on third base. First-generation college student. Shoe-stirring budget. Uh, this is what it takes, you know. Uh, I don't have a, a a media presence on a major media outlet like a lot of people who get in this business. Joe Rogan. Remember, Joe Rogan was on Fear Factor, you know. He was on TV shows. He hosted Fear Factor. That helped his Profile Pat McAfee was a kicker in the NFL or punter. He has all kinds of players from there in the league that can help him out. And plus, he saved a few bucks from the NFL to do this full time. So I'm starting from behind. I'm the average person, came a long way, but now I'm going to have to work to make up that difference. You know, uh, on my day job, I have to, I'm a contractor, I have to pay full taxes on the money I make. I don't pay seven and a half like you all that are non contract I pay fifteen percent. I find out stuff to write off. This is a, this is a company. Last five years, Sportscope is a is a sole proprietorship. You know, I, I write off stuff that I order off TV. This mic, uh, some advertisements, uh, a lot of stuff that I pay for. This magnets, uh, updated equipment, all this stuff. This I mean, you name it. Everything I use for this show, this is this is being rolled off here. Sports packages. God knows what I pay for, for the cable. So so if you see the fact, I'm not getting lazy on it. I simply can't afford I have to, I have to uh oh, and there's another there's another story too. Uh a porn that porn star is threatening was, was uh threatening to leak Zion Williamson sex tapes and the Portland don't want him. They would prefer to have Brandon Ingram. Uh, And this woman was also, uh, I was reading this, uh, uh, suspended for basically uh, blackmail on Twitter. She's suspended from Twitter. So that's a story I can talk about tomorrow. I I may talk about that within the first 30 minutes. But back to this, so that, that's the reason. So you all is kind of with me on this journey. I'm kind of taking you all behind the curtain of what I'm having to do to get SportsCope off the ground. You know, and it's okay. It, it is what it is, not playing victim. But this is this is part of the time I have to make that money back up that I saved last year to, to pay my bills. I have to keep money up for my car because I drive so many miles on the day job. I have to have money put back for major repairs, not if, but when they happen. So that that that's part of me missing some time on Sports Scope. But you will get to see a um, you you will get to see uh, a rerun here, and of course, one of the maybe I'll get uh, Jeffrey Deskovit back on next week. We'll talk about that. But again, tomorrow we're gonna have the NBA draft tomorrow or Thursday. Excuse me, today's still Tuesday. Uh, you have the NBA draft Thursday, uh, so I'll bring maybe Jeffrey on next week. Uh, Tony Cox and his son, uh, guy I used to work with for being you, Corey. Uh, uh, his son is six five now. His son is is six foot five inches, and uh, he he is a quarterback out of the Clarksville, Tennessee area, and named as one of the best in the entire state. Uh, had him on when he was in junior high school and i may have him on uh jacoby cox six foot five quarterback from chandler tennessee uh from clarksville area uh this is a uh, prep red zone ranking prep uh for 2025 i think he's going to be the class of 2025 uh Chad said it took me a while to realize it wasn't live because it does say live on the screen when I do a rerun stream yard. And, you know, Ron from my, from my job here, a guy I work with, he said, man, that was a great show last night. And I was walking over. I didn't say nothing else to him. I said, hey, man, I appreciate it. I'll make sure and uh, do that next time. So I'm glad you uh, caught that. <laughs> and, and, again, it won't be every Monday, but sometimes I'm going to be working late Sunday or late Saturday, and, and, and I may be up all day Saturday and too exhausted Sunday into Monday. And I'll probably have to take some of these Mondays off and do um, this particular Monday. I was just exhausted. I've, had, I've been going hard at this show for a very long time. But uh, so yeah, I'm going to get more into that Zion thing tomorrow. There could be some more big trades to break out. Lillard could go to Miami. So we, we will get into all that stuff here. You know, um, and, and see how all this stuff works. Out. I may even talk a bit, little bit about the um, the AFC West too. There's been some talk about them and and what Sean Payton is doing with uh, with Russell Wilson. It's going to be really hard to pinpoint uh, the wild card teams in the AFC. Uh, I mean, I got the even even the winner. In the AFC East, I'm not sure about. Uh, like I said, and, and Tyree Hill speaking of AFC is. I think Miami's going to win it, but there is a story out today about Miami's Tyree Hill uh, that he assaulted a um, police are investigating uh, him allegedly hitting a man at a, at a at a marina out in Miami area. Hill got into some kind of disagreement with employee of one of the charter companies. Based at hole over Marino on Sunday, the disagreement ended with Hill uh, striking the employee, but the employee doesn't want to press charges, but the police are investigating it anyway. So, uh, you know, let's so see, y'all see. And I've said this before about this. Just after the season ends, about February for both teams, except the two that's not in the Super Bowl, players get in trouble. They've been good. They, they've got all that money that's come to them every Tuesday after every game, every Tuesday morning, and they go wild when the season first ends. And then they also have incidents just before training camp begins. It's June. Training camp's at the end of next month. We're starting to get seven, eight, nine weeks away from training camp. Uh, just before the season, just after the season, that's when you, if you, if you're a reporter in the NFL, that's when you want to read the police blogger. You know, that's when you want to check up on. Them. That's when your DUIs, uh, your assaults, your domestic issues, all that happens just before training count never fails. Uh, hopefully, with, with with the guy saying what he did, maybe this is a a story that will fade and Tyreek Hill will be fine, and uh, and the Dolphins will be okay, but. That just broke just about forty-five minutes before I came on the program, and I'm reading this stuff that I'm not really uh, uh, fond of out of the uh, out of the Buffalo Bills. So, anyways, I will see you all tomorrow. And again, John Restano from Spitball and Sports. Will be here with me and he just confirmed it by the by the email. So, folks, if you like the show, please share the show. Uh, please subscribe to the Spotify. You don't that this when I say subscribe, you it, it don't cost you money, it helps me build my numbers up. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube, it's only like 30 followers, and I did get a few more last week. Thank you. The YouTube. I said, but subscribe to the spot or not just Spotify. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find Sporescope, Apple, you name it. Um my uh, niece Brittany, you just told me about the the one to uh, the Anchor app, which she goes once I download this Anchor it goes out to all just about every podcast out there. Uh, so, but yeah, make sure and do that. It takes a lot to get this thing. I'm building it from the ground up, and I don't have connections. I'm not a former player, but I need your help. If you guys want to see this program strive like I do, okay. Thank you, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow, same place, same time, here on Sports Scope. Put my outro in there.